Good morning, it's Monday, November 28, 2011. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's happening on the front page this morning. Pakistan-U.S. rift widens after strike. Isolating Syria, Arab group sets broad sanctions. And holiday sales break slump, but it's still early. In today's national headlines, rough times take bloom off New Year's right. A contest behind the GOP contest, and Gingrich wins a key endorsement. In today's financial headlines, time runs short for Europe in its debt crisis. Sale of T-Mobile assets may be next for AT&T, and a Canadian publisher put his brand on America's Occupy movement. More business stories, more national and world news, too, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Bill Keller. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories and news analysis. It's written by Stephen Lee Myers, entitled, Pakistan-U.S. Rift Widens After Strike. The NATO air attack that killed at least two dozen Pakistani soldiers over the weekend reflected a fundamental truth about American-Pakistani relations when it comes to securing the unruly border with Afghanistan. The tactics of war can easily undercut the broader strategy that leaders of both countries say they share. The murky details complicated matters even more, with Pakistani officials saying the attack on two Pakistani border posts was unprovoked, and Afghan officials asserting that Afghan and American commandos called in airstrikes after coming under fire from Pakistan. The reaction inside Pakistan followed a now-familiar pattern of anger and tit-for-tat retaliation. So did the American response of regret laced with frustration and suspicion. The question now, as one senior American official put it, is what kind of resilience is left in a relationship that has sunk to new lows time after time this year, with the arrest in January of a CIA officer, Raymond Davis, the killing of Osama bin Laden in May, and the deaths of so many Pakistani soldiers. In each of those cases, Pakistan had reason to feel that the United States had violated its sovereignty. Even if circumstances on the ground justified the American actions, they have nonetheless made it difficult to sustain political support inside Pakistan for the strategic cooperation that both countries acknowledge is vital to winning the war in Afghanistan. Imagine how we would feel if it had been 24 American soldiers killed by Pakistani forces at this moment, Senator Richard Durbin, a Democrat from Illinois, said on Fox News Sunday. The rift is one result of the United States' two-pronged strategy in Afghanistan, which relies on both negotiating and fighting to end the war. The latest breach in relations came just weeks after Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton led a senior American delegation to Pakistan to deliver a blunt warning to the country's leaders to intensify pressure on extremists launching attacks into Afghanistan, while at the same time urging them to help bring more moderate members of the Taliban to the negotiating table. Clinton's diplomacy, bolstered by General Martin Dempsey, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and David Petraeus, the director of the CIA, appeared to smooth out the roughest edges in relations, according to officials from both countries. Then you have an incident that takes us back to where we were before her visit, said Vali Nasser, a former deputy to the administration's regional envoy, Richard Holbrook. The problem, Nasser said, is that the United States effectively has not one but two strategies for winning the war in Afghanistan, and the result is often a seesaw. 
while the State Department and the White House believe that only a negotiated political solution will end the war, American military and intelligence commanders believe that they must maximize pressure on the Taliban and other insurgents before the American military withdrawal begins in earnest before 2014. It's a case of the tail wagging the dog, Nasser said. When they respond forcefully along the border, U.S. commanders on the ground are deciding U.S.-Pakistan policy.